Uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the great opportunity to preach the gospel. Thank you for loving us so much and being so uh, patient with us in all our shortcomings. We pray for deliverance and healing in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to help us walk worthy of your calling. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So there is a, uh, and I want to get this thing clear right now on the internet as we go. Uh, there was a, a bishop by the name of William Murphy uh, just blew the internet up. Uh, he did a sermon, and, and the name, I don't know, the title of it was Walk It Out, but they walked it out, and it had the swag surf, right? And so he had the church, man, they got up, and they played their music, man, Walk It Out, and everybody was, they was jamming, and boy, they ate him alive. So we're not walking it out. Not like that, all right? So I just want to make that clear, right? Uh, it's so important, uh, and I'm going to try to get through this here uh, as quickly as possible, but it's so important, uh, first of all, that we understand our mission. Our mission is uh, for the kingdom is really to help win those who don't know who Christ is over to the side of who Christ is, and so they can get Christ in their life uh, and then have a better relationship so they can be more impactful so we can help transform the world. So we really are, all of us are missionaries, and our mission is to go out for those who don't know who God is, uh, share the gospel of God through our words and deeds and our lifestyle so they can see uh, what living for God is all about, and they get so excited that they will embrace this walk, and not only embrace it, but they will learn about it, and then they will go share with other people. So understand, it ain't about raising money, it's not about... Uh, trying to make the church grow to astronomical numbers. It's really about uh, all those things come as a byproduct, but the mission is to help edify the body of Christ and, ep and get those who don't know God get to know who God is. Amen? So we have a tendency sometime in the church to want to judge people and talk about them and all this kind of stuff, and that's not the mission. Uh, but here's the thing that's important for us. Right? And I'm going to talk to you guys about it today. I want us, when we get done, I want you to walk out your faith. I want you to walk it out. I want, when you go to work, I want you to walk it out. I want people to see what God really is and what he really looked like. I want you to walk it out when you're in the grocery store. I want you to walk it out when you're at the football game, at the basketball game, or you, you're at an event. I want you to always be walking in such a way that God would be proud of you, and he can say, listen, have you considered my servant? an upright and perfect person who shines evil. Uh, I want you to sanctify your life, set your life apart for the kingdom of God, all right? and so uh, we can be more impactful for the kingdom. Now, here's the thing. Uh, the enemy, uh, Jesus said, he said, I come to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus said in that John 10 and 10 that I come, Sam, that they may have life and have life more abundantly, right? And so it's often, man, in the church world, a lot of the guys are getting in a, a lot of trouble about a lot of stuff, but you don't get in trouble, man, when you love people. And you really, in your heart, try to do the right thing, right? And it's important for us to understand that. And now, the challenge is that uh, our flesh, when we're born into this world, our flesh has such a desire uh, to do things that's so contrary to the spirit, right, that it's such a battle, man, that Paul had to write a, almost a whole chapter in Romans chapter 7 about it, about this war that's going on in our members, right? So as when we accept God into our life, um, we come with all our baggage, all the stuff, man, that people have been pouring into our cup. 
And there's so much stuff that was so raggedy in our life. And then God came in and poured the gospel into us. And when he cleaned us up and we filled ourselves with his spirit, uh, we were changed people. And some of the things we used to do, we just don't do anymore, right? Uh, but the enemy is always trying to find a crack in your armor so he can get back in and have you act like him, right? And try to get you, man, to really misrepresent the kingdom, right? And so when I talked to you guys last week about the stuff that was going on, when Paul was writing to Rome and he told us, listen, God says, you know me, but you don't really recognize me as God. He says, I'm going to turn you over to your own desires. Since you don't want to, since you your heart is really about living contrary to me, I'm going to turn you over, and I'm going to turn you over to a reprobate mind where you really almost don't have a conscience, right? And uh, because you don't want to hear, uh, and I'm constantly knocking on the door telling you what's going on. So when Paul uh, decided to write, he would have tell you about, some of the things, man, that you got to be on guard for, right, and realize. So if some of these things is happening in your life, you might want to do a self-check. Don't, don't look at anybody else. Don't talk about the moat in your brother's eye when you have a beam in yours, right? So work, instead of you trying to find a fault in somebody else, say, well, what is it in my life that I need to change so I can be a better follower of Christ and so I can be in a better example so I can walk this thing out? Amen? Now, so... Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and 7 says, for we walk by faith. Everybody said by faith. Not by what we see, but what we believe in our heart. Right? So we walk by faith, faith in Jesus Christ. We believe that he is the Lord. We believe it so much that we really to live our life accordingly. Right? In Hebrews 11 and 1 tells us that it was a group of people out there who lived for God so much, and when they passed away, they're out there, and they're looking over us. They said, it's like I said, now faith is the substance of things, what? Hope for. But it's the evidence of things that you can't see. But there's a great cloud of witnesses. Everybody say great cloud of witnesses. There's a great cloud of witnesses, right, in Hebrews. He tells you, therefore, since we are surrounded, everybody says surrounded, by such a huge crowd of witnesses. Those are the people who have really given their life to God, who have made a commitment to God, who died living for the Lord, who sacrificed and more and lived a mortal life, man, just so you can have a relationship with God. They did everything. They got some of them got murdered, killed. They was willing to die so you can have a better relationship with God. You you're not just here. It's people, man, really put their life on the line for you. And they watching you. They they looking over and saying, listen, and they saying, listen, I, they got to get it right. They, they, they got to get it right. So it says we got a huge crowd of witness, right? Now watch this here. To the life of faith. They believe in God. Everybody say they believe in God. They believe in his works. They know the power. They seen the power. Then he says, let us. Let us. Everybody say let us. Let us strip off every weight. Some things is not a sin in your life. Everything is not a sin, but some things just slow you down, right? It's not a sin, but it weighs you down, and you want to do this work with the kingdom, but I got this thing going on in my life. It's like cigarettes and, and drinking and all that. You know, people want to make it a sin, but it's really a weight in your life. It's the weight is so strong that it'll mess with your health. And if your health is no good, then you impact, you're not impactful in the kingdom. If I can't be healthy, 
it's hard for me to do God's work if I don't take care of myself, man, so I can do God's work. So, so, so the whole thing, the, the reason why God put healing, because he knew that you need to be healed, man, to do this thing. Because when you're sick, you're weak. Right? So he brought healing in the church. And it, it, this, ooh, this good. This is really good right here. You'll like this here. This is what you'll like this here. Uh, uh, it's so powerful that he downloaded in your system where you have the ability to heal yourself. You have that. He said, I got the power. You got the body. He said, it's all, everything you need is already inside of you. You don't even really need nobody to pray for you. All you got to do is go inside, and God says, I'm already inside of you. Right? And I get it. He said, I make your heart beat. I make your toenails grow. I make your nose run. He said, I make your tongue. He said, I make your tongue. There's something inside of you. It's the intelligence inside of you, man, that make it work. So God says, I put this power inside of you because I need you so you can make a difference in the world. Right? Now, he says this here. It's important. So let, let us strip off every weight that slow us down. And watch this here. Especially the sin that so easily trips. There's some things don't nobody have to tell you. You know it's a sin. You, you may not have the power to overcome your sin nature, but you know in your heart because God told you it was a sin. He told, don't nobody have, I don't have to preach and tell you a sin because you know. Right? Because God said, I'm going to let you know what's a sin. Right? He said, now, listen to me. Everybody say, especially the sin that so easily trips us up and let us run with what? Endurance the race God God has a race set before you that he needs you healthy and running, right? So you got whenever you whenever you're in a, 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 a star athlete, whatever, you want to take, take off as much stuff as you can so you can run as fast as you can. So there's some things in my life I got to stop doing this here. I got to stop doing this here so I can be impactful. I, I, I got to be impactful. There's some sin in my life. Now, here's the thing. Sin is a killer. It's a killer. I didn't say it. The Bible said it. He said the wages of sin is death. It'll kill relationships. It'll kill your job, right? It'll kill your finances. It'll, it'll kill you. It'll, it'll cripple you to nothing, right? So I got to get rid of those things in my life, right? Everybody say, I got to get rid of them. Because I got to run this race, man. I'm trying to win this race. And as I run, I want some people to go with me. And I, Listen, I got a whole group of people cheering me on and said, run, baby, run. Right? And he said, don't you let the devil catch you. Keep running. Right? And God says, I got you. Right? Now, so let's get on. So let's get into Galatians. And Paul wrote a letter to the church of Galatea. And he was talking to the church of Galatea because he really wanted to get them really ready for kingdom work. Right? Now, I want you to look at your life. Now, don't look at nobody else. Don't talk about nobody else. Don't talk about your kids, your grandmama, your best friend, the wine head, the crackhead. Don't, don't talk about none of them. I want you to do an introspection in your own life. Right? This is about you. Right? Now, listen to me. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Let God, who downloaded himself inside of you, guide you, right? 
then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves for. Now, what happens is because you don't allow the Holy Spirit to reign and rule in your life and you sit it aside on the inside and, 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 and we quench the spirit, our cravings and our fleshly desire trumps and it comes in and now I want to do stuff I know is wrong because my flesh want to do it. Raise your hand if there's some things you know is wrong, but you do it anyway. Don't tell me what it is. Just you know it, right? Now, so your flesh want to do it, but I know it's wrong to do it. But my flesh tell me to do it. But if I let the Holy Spirit lead me, it'll give me the power to overcome it because greater is he. See what I'm saying? See, if he's in you, he got to live greater. He's greater than. He tells us, say, you, you don't have no power. Listen, I'm... Listen, I'm ultimate. I'm the showstopper, right? So if I got, he got this much power, I got to let him reign in my life, right? Now, this is important. Then he says this here. He goes on and says this. He said a sinful nature, and you check your nature out, because it's your sin nature. Everybody said my nature. He said the sin nature wants to do evil stuff. I want to do stuff I know is wrong. I know it's going to hurt you. I know it's going to hurt somebody else. I know if somebody find out about it, they may never talk to me again. If, if my friend knew when I told somebody and, and, and when they told me not to tell it, they wouldn't speak to me no more, would they? Right? Now, so your sin nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what God's spirit wants to do. Right? And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sin nature desires. Because the Holy Spirit wants us to live in such a way that there's no condemnation. Right? I can live in such a way I can walk around and not look over my shoulder and not be guilty about what I did, how I went. You know, I can go over to Gloria's house and uh, stop by there and say, hey, Gloria, how you doing? And I feel all right, girl. I just stopped by. That's, I just stopped by there just to say hello to you. How you doing? I hadn't seen you. I was riding past your house. And I saw the light on, I just stopped this and said hello. Didn't want nothing on my way out, right? Now, I, I, I don't, it no, ain't no guilty conscience. Now, if I said, man, I've been seeing her in church. Boy, she be looking good. I'm going to ride by our house, right? Now, I go there, man, I'm feeling a little guilty now, right? Because my sin nature is, is in there, it took over, and it want me to do something I know I don't have no business doing. So I check my phone. I called Gloria to see if she at home to check it out, and I erased it so Ardina can't see it. <laughs> now, hold it now. Listen. So when you text somebody and you erase the text so because you, your spouse got access to your phone and if you erase the text, hood, then you already know you're wrong. You, you know you're wrong already, Dale. You know you're wrong because you erased the text, right? You say, well, what nothing to it. Why'd you erase it then? Well, I ain't want to start no stuff. No, because your heart wasn't right. Right? Now, so, so, so why, so watch that spirit. So the Holy Spirit will tell you before you send the text. Now, you know you shouldn't send this text. You, you know you shouldn't go by there, or you know you shouldn't take that money, or you know you shouldn't give your friend an extra, extra. <laughs> Read all about it. Right? Now, and uh, I was telling, it was laughing, and I ain't going to say nothing because they didn't know who I'm talking about, right? But I, 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 I went to, <laughs> I went to Popeye's, 
and I'm in line in Popeyes, right? And I call somebody on the phone, right? And they say, tell them you my pastor, because they're going to give you the hookup. <laughs> so I, I told them, I said, I said, you know I'm not going to tell them that. But just tell them you my pastor. I said, I tell them that, but I, ain't, I don't want no hookup. Right? Now, and I really meant it for real, for real, for real. It meant well, right? It's all laughing fun because we talk about it because I teach it. That's why they said it because I teach it, right? The thing is, man, you already know that the chicken don't belong to you. So they trusted you, man, that you're going to do right. Right? Raise your hand if you own a business. Right? So when you hire somebody, you don't expect them to give your stuff away because somebody got to buy the pencil. Right? It don't mean that oh, I ain't nothing but a pencil, but you didn't buy that pencil. Amen. That's your sin nature. Now, right, stay with me. Now, this is going to get good before it's over, right? You're going to be sanctified. Everybody said, don't talk about nobody else but me. These two forces are constantly fighting against each other, so you are not free to carry out God's intention because you got these forces coming trying to get you to do what's wrong, right? So, so I can get it cut across the field. Watch 18, 19. But when you are directed by the Spirit, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, that's why I, I refuse to listen to people who tell me that people don't have the Holy Spirit. Right? Because God has to give it to you because he wants you to do right. Right? He, he wants you to do right and make right choice. You can't even accept Jesus without the Spirit. Right? That's another story. So all the people think I'm teaching something else. Allen is on them, right? Now, they go back this and lift it up. I got you, right? But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under the obligation to the law of Moses. So he's talking about you know, the law was really given to show people their wrongdoing. That's the whole purpose of the law. The, pro the law is just to lift up people, show you what's wrong, whatever. But he says in 19 verse, when you follow the desires of your sin nature, right, the results are very clear. Here's what I want everybody to get. You ought to take a picture of the screen if you ain't got no Bible, right? <coughs> Here it is. <clears throat> Here's how you know your sin nature. Sexual immorality. Heterosexual, same sex, or whatever. Sexual immorality, if it's raining in your life, you know your sin nature is running the show. Now, because God told you that how you supposed to do it, right? He tell you, 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 if you're not married, you don't have no business doing nothing with nobody. You can't say, well, we've been together a long time. I, they love me and I love them. Fine, but you're still wrong. And what's happening is you're trying to justify your desires. When you want to justify your desires, I can make it happen. I can say anything I want, but your sin nature, here's what it says. Impurity, you know what's impure and what's not. You know what's pure. What's not, you know what's right and what's not right, right? If you're doing things that's impure, you know right now is what? Your sin nature, right? Lustful pleasures. You lusting for stuff. You lusting in your heart. I want it so bad. And, you're, and some of you, you, you go to the sex pages and you, you're doing stuff and you're looking through magazines and you stop and you flip back and you double back. <laughs> you double back, right? right? He says, idolatry. Right? Sorcery. 
you in the stuff that you know is not right, and you in this all this other stuff, man, this witchcraft and all this kind of stuff. Hostility, you you always hostile. You're mad. You gotta. Well, I was just born like that. No, that's your sin nature. That's why you gotta be born again, right? Then he says, if you're always quarreling, everybody they want to fight. Every time you say they want, you say, hey man, you know, you know, I went to. You ain't go to the store. I mean, I was at the game, man. Mosquito, they weren't playing no defense. You know, everything is a fight. Now, listen, we ain't talking about nobody else. We're talking about you. If you got that thing inside of you, your sin nature is running your life. Right? Then he says this here. You're always jealous of something that ain't got nothing that you can't do nothing about. Why am I jealous about somebody else's stuff? It's not even mine. I didn't even buy it. I'm jealous of Eric because he got a Benz. What am I jealous for? Buy my own Benz. If I can't, get your Pinto. You got it old, know what a pinto is, but right, right. So you know I can't be jealous, but we are. If you're jealous about stuff, what somebody else have and all that, you run. You are you operating by your sin nature. The spirit of God is not controlled. Is your sin nature, right? Then he says this: you got outbursts of anger. I'm mad, right? I'm mad all the time because something happened to me. You don't know what happened to me. Uh, you wasn't there. You're right, but that spirit has got inside of you. And your sin nature is making you like, because God don't roll like that. Right? Then he goes on to say this here. He said, you're selfish. Your selfish ambition is all about you. Right? You didn't really, everything you do is how you can, what you can get out of it. What's in it for me? I'm so self-centered. Now, that's, now if you got that spirit, uh, you don't want to give nobody nothing. It's all about you. God can, I told a uh, guy in my office there, I said, a company make a million dollars, uh, 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 somebody start a business, and then uh, Carletta used Coretta. That's my Coretta. Lord, I miss it. Uh, Carletta. So Carletta's doing good, and she looked at her books, and she made uh, $1,000 this week. And she said, ooh, we, what a blessing. Okay, now, y'all, we got to make 2000 now. I've already made a $1,000 profit, so I got to work everybody a little bit harder. So we try to get even more because we're greedy. Right? That's how it is. No, we're just greedy. Right? And so uh, dissension. Everybody, ooh. You, all the time, you got an issue. Everything. Everything. Watch this here. Division. You're always divisive. How many people, everybody, every time they try to get between somebody, you're trying to create a division. You always, girl, don't believe him. Don't do this. You should, I don't even know why you talk to them. What you, what you go over there for? You know, you know that. What you go to that church for? You're always trying to create division. You, everybody said my sin nature. He said you envy. You like to get drunk. You get so high, you don't even know you're in the world. And the enemy to trick you with this marijuana, and you, just because it's legal, you think you can smoke it, and you're, you're sitting here, and you're, you know, now I'm not, listen to me, because, listen, now listen, I'm not knocking nobody, I'm just telling you the drunkenness, it, it gets you so dwarf, man, you start making bad decisions, and, and you get so drunk, you start saying stuff you ain't got no business saying, you touch people, you ain't got no business touching them, you do things, and you, watch this here, you get so drunk that you ain't got enough money to help your drunkenness, then you start taking stuff to help you get drunker. Now, y'all think drunk is just drinking. I'm talking about you're drunk in the spirit, right? So it's a whole lot of things that can get you messed up. Now, now, if you like that, right, wild parties. 
I talked to you guys about the threesomes and, and everybody want to have all these parties. And girl, let's have a party. Come on over. Bag it up. Show me what you're working with, girl. It's your thing. Do what you want with it, right? So you got all this stuff going on, and you at these parties. You said, man, we just having a good time. And I, you all up on somebody else's girl. And you, y'all know I'm telling the truth. And now this thing has got your spirit. It's your flesh. And I love it. You said, man, I love the party. Man, I'm going to the party. Throw another party, right? So you go to all these crazy wild parties, and you're doing all this stuff, and your friends and all this stuff. That's your sin nature that's controlling you, right? Now, remember this here. Whenever your sin nature controls you, man, then that means God cannot be manifested through you. Now, you can talk him. That's why Jesus said, you'll serve me with your lips, but your heart is at the party. Right? Uh, uh, he didn't say your heart was at the party. He said, your heart is far from me. Right? But you, you out there, you doing other stuff. Then he goes, he says, and here's the thing that got me. And I had to do it in yellow. On the screen, it's orange to you, but it's yellow, and I highlight, and I put underline. He said, and other sins like these. There's some other sins just like It's some stuff that you guys are doing that it'll make the worst people cringe. Because our mind is a, is a imagination is crazy. Some people think stuff so crazy. I was watching a, a thing on R. Kelly. Right? And R. Kelly was so good. We were so crazy. Some of the people in the church, man, I don't understand why they did that to R. Kelly. Do you know that that man raped Aaliyah when she was a baby? They was on the bus, and they, they came in. They found He was raping little girls. Right? Them guys were raping little babies. People were sending their babies. They had dreams and vision. Guys had given them gifts. And because you had money and power, you was raping them, and we was cheering them on. Free them! I love Bill Cosby. He's my dog. I like Bill Cosby, right? But you ain't got no business slipping nothing in nobody's drink trying to get him to do something they ain't got no business doing. I don't care if you're black, white, Hispanic, Asian, or whatever. That's the devil. That's because your sin nature wants something and you can't get it, so I'm going to try to trick you to get it. So I try to mess with you, put something in your drink. I don't care who it is. And some of you all do the exact same thing. So you got to do an introspection in your life. Say, man, why, why am I trying to buy her all these drinks? Well, well, you know, why am I giving you all these pills? What am I trying to do? Right? And so why am I doing So that everybody said this. That, that not, we ain't talking about nobody else. Don't look at nobody else. Look at your own self. Everybody said, sanctify yourself. He says, let me tell you again, and I have before, that anyone... Anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. He said, you can't inherit it. God said, I can't let you inherit it. I can't let this come into the kingdom. You can't get the glory. You got to clean your life up. You got to sanctify your life. You got to set your life apart. You got to get it straightened out. That, what happened is the devil has tricked you and got into your life. You got to say, devil, get the hell out of my life. And I mean, get out and get out now. Right? And here's the thing. You're so powerful that you really had a power to get him out. Right? You got to get him out. Right? So then he goes on and says, but the Holy Spirit. Everybody said the Holy Spirit. Here's the power of God, Crystal. Here's the power of it. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love. 
joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. He said, there's no law against that. You don't even need a law for it. He said, when you got God and the Holy Spirit operating in your life, he said, you can see it, man, and it don't hurt people. It, it's not my, I won't hurt you. Uh, because I'm living a different kind of life. Because I'm on a mission journey. We're on a missionary journey. Uh, we're not doing stuff. You had priests who called themselves on a mission journey, and they was molesting little boys, calling them altar boys. And the parents would turn their kids over to the priest, and the priest was molesting the little boys. You had people, man, they so perverted. He said, the Holy Spirit don't do that. So, so you got that if you got that spirit inside of you, you got to ask God to help me get it out. Holy Spirit, I need you to be at It'd be like the Power Rangers. Activation. So you got to connect with the Holy Spirit and say, listen, I need you to be activated in my life so I can fight off these things. Now, don't tell nobody because nobody know this but you. That's why I said, don't look at nobody. Don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. This is the problem. There's some things I needed in my life as a Holy Spirit. You say you can do it. Do it. I said, you have to deliver me. If you don't deliver me, you're going to take our Dean away from me. That's the gospel truth. I told the Lord, I listen, I promise you. I, told, I love women. I love, I said, listen, I said, God, I promise you, if I'm lying, listen to me. I told the Lord, take my sex drive away from me before I cheat on my wife. I said, I read for you to take it away. I don't even have a desire for a woman. Right? That's how serious it is. Because that thing will ruin all of y'all life. One mistake by me will ruin all of y'all. Y'all say, it won't affect me. Yes, it will. Because you'll be at the barbershop, at the hairdresser. I can't believe Pastor Duran did that. And I went to this. Man, Pastor Duran? Right? So when I did some things, my, I had to ask God to deliver me and heal me and deliver me. Because I was a fool in college. I did some things that I hadn't been doing, right? So some things you do, and you ask God to deliver me. You know, so somebody says, what are you? I ain't what I used to be. Right? So I have, so we have to ask God if, it, if, if, if my right hand offend me, cut it off. Because this is, the kingdom is too important. Dale is too important to me. I can't be telling Dale, Dale, you can come through this thing. And then all of a sudden, man, he read in the paper or Ardina crying in church because I didn't did something. Right? I'd rather not even want to have, I don't even want to see nobody. I don't care. They don't look that good. They all got the same plumbing system, right? So I'm like, I don't know. What, what I, I already got what I want. I'm just telling you the truth. So you got to, hold on. That, that demon is in a lot of you all. And you think somebody got something that your spouse don't have. And I want you to know that's your flesh. And the Holy Spirit don't desire you to get involved with none of that stuff. I wouldn't care if it's a, a, a deacon or a bro. I, always tell, I told you one lady one time, she said, it's a man in the church. He really nice. And I said, he's he a deacon. He's so nice. He's so kind. I'm telling you, there's nobody. He's so full of spirit. I said, baby, you married. <laughs> the devil can transform himself into an angel of light. I said, that's the devil you're dealing with. If he know you married. I don't care how many scriptures he quote. That's the devil. And don't you get tricked because you and your husband is having some problems and he telling you he can take you to dinner and you think he's so nice. 
That's the devil. Right? Now, I'm telling you, if, I, if I'm lying, blame it on the Lord, right? Now, so I'm going to wrap up. I'm almost done. Here it goes. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passion and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Every part. Right? We got to follow Jesus. That's, that's the born-again experience, right? And he says this, let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous. That's a crazy spirit, right? Now watch, now I'm going to wrap this thing up with Peter and I'm going to be done. I had to go a little bit longer because all of the ceremony. So, all right, now, and Steph, call me up, uh, uh, and tell me about this one. Here it is right here. I'm going to close on these two right here, right? Uh, I'm, let me read this first, then I'm going to close on this. He said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and then glorify your Father, which is heaven. He says, let your light so shine and walk, everybody said, walk it out. Walk out this faith. Walk out your walk with God. Now, let me go back, and I'm done. Here's the scripture I'm done with, right? He says, Peter wanted to explain something to everybody. Let me show you how much God loved you. I'm going to show you how much God loved you, right? Peter told us, right? He says, Peter says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, he said praise to God. Everybody say God. Because he's the one. He's, he's my Lord and Savior's Father. Then he said this that made Made me my hair on the back of my neck stand up. I ain't got no more left to stand up. He says, His great mercy, He has given us a new what? Now, here's the thing, Glenn, that really, really did something to me, right? He says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has, watch this, in His great mercy, I deserve to be killed. I deserve to be done away with. I deserve God not to have nothing. He said, but I love you anyway. Here's what he did. He loved you so much, Glenn, that he gave you a new life with Christ. He says, in all your shortcomings, God said, I love you so much, I sent my son to give you a new life in Christ, and the old person is dead. Now you have a new life in my son Jesus. He said, now walk it out. Right? He said, because I should have got you. Because I saw what you was doing in the dark. He said, but I delivered you. He said, I set you free. He said, and I gave you a new life. He says, he said, into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Watch this. From the dead. You were dead in your sins, uh, Kadeem, and he brought you back to life, and the old thing is dead. Now, watch what he said. Watch Romans. Read Romans. He said, in the sixth chapter, he says, when Jesus died, I died. When he rose, I rose. All right? I became a new creature. Old things that what? Pass away. All things become new. Now, so what he's saying is, when Jesus came, he said, when I came up, he said, I'm a new creature. My sin nature no longer has power over my life because, watch this here, I'm dead to it. I'm dead to it. Anything dead, you can't hold me accountable for. Right? You are a new creature. Walk like you're a new creature. You've accepted Jesus Christ in your life. Walk like it. Walk it out. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. 
and glorify God, which is in heaven. Give the Lord a hand clap. Now I'm done because of time. I want everybody to stand to your feet. I want you, hear me out. This is a message to you, not to anybody else. It's a personal message. Now, if you don't want to change your life, tell God. Say, God, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to do me. I'm not going to point anybody else. This is on me. Everybody say on me. Now, I can make a change today, and then I can stop being impactful and become do missional work. So now I can tell people, it's hard for me to tell somebody to come to God if I'm going the other way. That means he ain't really that important to me. Let's bow our heads. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is the opportunity for you to accept him into your heart. All right? So I want everybody to pray this prayer with me. And the ones who do not have Jesus in your life, I want you to say it with some emphasis. So while all our heads are bowed, please don't look around so anybody see you. If you don't have Jesus, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, raise your hand up and put it back down. Real quick, put it up, put it down, put it up, put it down, put it up, and put it down. All right? I want you to say this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for coming to my life. Thank you for giving me a new life with you. Today, I'm giving you my entire life. I'm going to walk it out so the world will know that you are alive through my life. I love you so much that I'm willing to stand on your promises. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. When it's time to give, give according to how God has blessed you. You know what you're supposed to do so we don't beg and borrow and steal and all that kind of stuff. We just ask you to give according to how God has blessed you. Thank you all because you all have been absolutely amazing. Right? Uh, continue to give. We need your tithing offering in order to do the work we can do so we can continue to bless people and be a blessing. But if you don't give, we can't do. Lord, be with us. Give us traveling mercies as we leave this place, but never your presence. Allow your Holy Spirit to convict each one of us so we can be the example you want us to be. For those who don't know who you are, Lord, scream into their life so they can hear you loud and clear and know that you love them so much that you're willing to make another sacrifice for them. So Lord, thank you for them. Thank you for their life and thank you for those commitments that people are making today for the rededication, the recommitment. So if you rededicated your life or you made a recommitment to God or you gave Jesus Christ in your life, please share with us. The altar is going to be open for those who like prayer. You can give online, write a check, however you want. There's going to be a table in the back for those people who need tickets for the event. Um, make sure you get a ticket. If you don't have the money, just tell Ken. here, write your name down, whatever. Lord, thank you. And we praise you and we magnify you. And the altar's open. God bless you. You guys have a wonderful, awesome day.